Hello, and welcome to CAA Conversations. Today, I'm with Maddie Schletcher and Jason Roman, and their topic they'll be discussing is remote or virtual internships. Maddie Schletcher is the Administrator of Internships and Museum Fellowships at the National Gallery of Art and member of the CAA Professional Practices Committee. She's co-chairing the session, Best Practices and Lessons Learned from the Digital Shift to Prepare Students for Professional Success at the 2021 CAA Annual Conference. Jason Roman is a curator and educator at the Middlebury College Museum of Art. He especially enjoys letting conversations with museum goers of all ages inform acquisitions and talking about ethics and equity with the next generation of museum professionals. Maddie, Jason, welcome. Thank you, Karen. It's great to be here. Yes, Karen, thank you. So happy to have this chance to chat together. So Jason and I have talked a couple of times in preparation for the podcast recording, and it's been really great to talk through our experiences of hosting virtual summer internship programs. And we hope this conversation is helpful for other museum professionals that may be going through the process of transitioning from in-person to remote or virtual internship programs. So we have a series of questions that we will talk through. And I think, first of all, Jason, we were just going to kind of introduce our ourselves and talk about how our two programs uh, are a little bit different. So do you want to go ahead and start, please? Uh, yes, I, I'd, be, I'd be honored to, Maddie. Uh, so, so yes, quite, quite different. I work at a small residential liberal arts college. I work exclusively, exclusively with uh, undergraduates. Uh, and I think we had very different time frames in the lead up to our, our summer internship programs as well. Uh, at Middlebury, our applications were due on March 8th, so we were really only in the beginning stages of processing those. Interviews had not yet begun uh, when we learned that, that Middlebury, like every other institution, would be pivoting to online education. So we really had some time to step back and think about what we wanted to accomplish in a remote internship program and talk to our different partners. Uh, some had to step back, others were excited for this new challenge. And we could share that information with the applicants. And in this instance, we were able to offer admission to all 20 of our applicants, of whom 15 accepted the offer, uh, versus we had initially thought we could only offer acceptance to six of our interns. So again, we're working exclusively with undergraduates, some of whom want to go into the museum field definitively, others are keeping open, it open as an option, and others are just exploring where they might want to go next. Yeah, and the, the National Gallery of Art, where I am, is, is a really large museum, and it's federally funded. It's in Washington, D.C., and you're right. Our schedule was different because our applications were due in January, and we had actually already extended offers and interns had accepted. And um, so at the point that um, we were at, the interns had accepted in-person internships and we needed to kind of step back and I ended up talking with supervisors and see if supervisors would be able to accommodate online internships and then I went ahead and talked with the interns to see if they would be okay with having a remote internship and in the end kind of like you were saying we were able to accommodate nine summer interns which is a bit smaller than our, our typical summer internship program, but it was great to be able to continue with the summer internship program. The program at the National Gallery of Art is a program that's a graduate program, so all of the interns are college graduates, and many of them are 
pursuing graduate work, and we even have some who are in the early stages of PhD programs. Most of them really are committed to having museum careers. So um, they're, they're definitely at a fairly advanced level when they reach us. But one of my favorite things about the program, and especially our summer program, is the variety of interests and backgrounds. So we have interns that are pursuing curatorial work, education, but also administration and business, which is fun to have the variety together. And the other thing I wanted to mention, which was helpful, especially as people are thinking about planning for a pivot, we had uh, provided a pre-internship survey to find out how prepared the interns were for remote work, which was very revealing and helpful just to understand where they were, their living situations, their equipment that they had, their Wi-Fi. So that was helpful. Uh, that's a fabulous idea, Maddie. We did something similar because we knew uh, if we had an opportunity to open access to a program like this, we had to make sure we could deliver on that promise. So similar idea, what's your access to technology? Please let us know how we can help you if you need more tools. Uh, let us know your uh, internet uh, connectivity. And, and we all were also asking about time zones. Uh, a great benefit is that we could welcome students from a much broader geographic range, but we knew there would be some limitations if we wanted to have a synchronous aspect to the program. So we were able to find out where students were and, and respond to that in kind as we crafted our, our program. Yeah, and that was something, Jason, we had talked about in our early conversations, how for your program, it really did open up more flexibility. It, it did, and uh, maybe it would be helpful uh, if I talked a little bit about uh, what we had done traditionally at Middlebury in recent years, and then and the specifics of the program uh, that we ended up developing this summer. Do we think that would be useful to our listeners to hear some, some of the concrete elements, and then I could talk about a few of the, the benefits? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, so in, in the, the short version, traditionally at Middlebury, as I said, uh, we've had about six interns and they have a rather uh, in-depth, robust experience for two months. Uh, they're all working on site, they're working in a cohort, each individual, or each, each intern has an individual supervisor and they're working uh, full work weeks with those supervisors. Uh, but then once a week, all of those interns come together for a professional development curriculum with career conversations and field trips and skill building workshops. They even work together to curate an exhibition in the span of eight weeks going from uh, initial idea to hanging the works and having an opening. We knew we couldn't recreate all of that uh, this summer and we had to shift. And we had a few givens in our equation. Uh, uh, Middlebury College, because we're a residential liberal arts college, has a very strong center for careers and internships. And it was my colleagues in that department who really said, don't rein back or don't, don't rein this in. This is a chance to expand. Uh, students are really struggling to find professional development. Could you open the door to even more interns? So that was a great element in our, our thinking. Uh, we also knew it was a given from Middlebury College that this work had to be done remotely. Uh, so we knew that we had to factor in issues of Zoom fatigue and, and we had a strong sense that students would have a lot of other things going on in their lives in general, but particularly this summer, maybe working mm -hmm. on a job caring for family members, uh, some might want to be engaging in activism, etc. cetera. Uh, and, and then the other key thing that was helpful to us is that our lead donor for the program uh, was keen that, that we run the program and we expand that, that access. So, so we knew we had to shift a little bit. And what we ended up doing was instead of uh, full-time 
two-month program, we did a half-time one-month program. Uh, so students were working four hours each day, Monday through Friday, for four weeks. Uh, we did our best to have, I would say, a universal design for learning lens on how we designed this, so there could be flexibility in the different parts. If a student couldn't participate in all aspects, that would be okay, and there would be no uh, no sense of letting the group down. Uh, and so how it broke down uh, in, in a practical sense was each day we had two hours of synchronous learning or whenever they could, all the interns came together on Zoom and that was our professional development curriculum. We had uh, really two, two one hour sessions and, and a break in between them. And there were presentations by museum professionals working across the field, followed by question and answers question and answer, answer sessions. Uh, we had weekly discussions of shared readings. The students prepared and delivered short presentations on different kinds of museums that we couldn't visit in person this summer. Uh, and we had a weekly meeting with one of Middlebury's career counselors so students could think about next steps after this experience. And then we also had uh, skill building workshops where they could hear about what, for instance, an archivist or uh, an educator for equity and inclusion, what work those individuals do, but then try it out, a little hands-on component. And that was our synchronous learning professional development. But for an additional two hours each day, students were doing asynchronous work. They could uh, work on their own schedules on projects with uh, supervisors. We knew that interns would want something they could point to in a future cover letter, in a future job interview, and say, this is a project I contributed to. These are the skills I learned. This is the final outcome. So we had students working in actually cohorts, uh, four or five interns within the larger pool of interns working with supervisors. Uh, so someone worked with me on education, or uh, four or five students worked with me on education projects, four or five students worked on visitor services, uh, a visitor services initiative, and four or five interns worked with our curator, uh, creating descriptive text for our database. So, so really all of those projects were in one way, shape, or form connected to uh, diversity, equity, access, or inclusion in one way, shape, or form. Uh, so that's how our actual program took shape. And it was a real benefit, I think, in all different aspects, coming back to your original question, that, that we had a much broader range of, of backgrounds from the students. They came from so many different academic majors, and they, they brought that richness of their, their personal interests and their academic interests into our discussions and into the work that they did with their supervisors. Uh, so that, for us, was, was really fantastic to have so many voices in the room. That's great. Yeah, and I, I can add that um, and what you were talking about too touched on some of the community building that we tried to do for these programs too, where the students are actually learning from each other too, which I think is really important. And it's hard to do, but important to try to replicate a bit in the remote work environment too. And in the past summers, we've had a summer intern who's responsible for managing social time for the intern cohort at the gallery. And this summer we had an intern named Bridget who was in charge of that. And two ways that she created a sense of community were posting weekly conversation starters. We had Teams, Microsoft Teams that we were able to use. So the interns had their own Teams channel. And Bridget would post a question and it would just have um, the chance for the interns to share and kind of learn more about themselves. And then Bridget also would host a weekly Zoom social hour on Thursday afternoons. And this was just a really nice way for the interns to get a, to know each other in a more social way through just silly icebreakers and games and even 
group art making activities. They did a craft activity together one afternoon. And um, those are fun things to do. And in a normal summer, we would do activities in Washington, D.C., visit museums together. The interns sometimes go to a ball game together. And it's just a chance for them to get to know each other. So I was really pleased that we were able to try to recreate at least a bit of that online. And then I know one thing too, Jason, that both of us had available for our interns was the Association of Historians of American Art, the AHAA, their weekly professional development sessions for summer interns. And this is great, and it's kind of one of those unique things that happened for us this summer that normally we'd be working in our own museum and not have contact with others outside at different museums. But with the, the virtual format, it was possible to have interns from many different museums coming together for professional development. So I know gallery interns took advantage of that and the professional development sessions were great, how to do um, digital research and cover letter and resume writing. And it was a great chance to network and just gain some more skills. Absolutely. And, and I think I'll add on to that, Maddie. We knew that this would be one of our greatest challenges in pivoting from a very intensive full-time experience to, to creating the most robust possible online internship. Uh, we knew that that sense of community was in danger from being lost. And I was talking to colleagues at large and small museums across the country, which was a, a wonderful um, auxiliary benefit of all of this to, to build those cross-institutional ties myself, <laughs> not only <laughs> them to the interns. Uh, but but so, so what we experimented with, and I think it was a good first step. Um, in, in a traditional summer, the students have, uh, they really get to know each other. Similar to what you said, we travel to different museums because we're in a rural setting. We're often in a van for an extended period together, uh, traveling to those museums. They're, they're, they're chatting uh, with, another, with one another in those, those rides. And as I said, they're also curating an exhibition. We couldn't offer that this summer. So, so going back to my earlier comment about having uh, smaller cohorts within the larger group. So, so it was a conscious choice. Mm -hmm. Uh, not only to manage the workload of the supervisor uh, when it was uh, one supervisor having a pool of three, four or five interns on a shared project uh, that was actually helpful for the supervisor not to feel overwhelmed with, with, with too much one-to-one, -one, but it was really designed. We encouraged the interns and I think mostly that, that they took the invitation. Uh, they were all doing the same work. It was the same project, but they were dividing and conquering among themselves. And we invited them daily to touch base with one another. And they could do that in any way they wanted. It could be email, it could be video chat, uh, really whatever was best for them, group text. Uh, and so that way they, they were sharing uh, their, their questions, their concerns, their growing knowledge with one another. We've always tried to stress that, that these, this is a great moment to, to develop um, your professional network among your peers, not just uh, among your mentors and your supervisors. Uh, and so they were talking with each other and developing a good rapport and uh, supporting each other. And then when they needed help from the supervisor they could reach out at any time and of course we built in at least two sessions a week when the supervisor was meeting with the interns but I think we'll, we'll keep tweaking if we're in, in a similar situation moving forward but, but I, I do think that offered a certain sense of community and, and shared work on a project to have those smaller groups within the larger cohort. Yeah that sounds great and Jason what were some successes that you plan to replicate in the future whether it's another virtual internship setting or even if when we're able to go back to the traditional in-person internship are there things that you want to try to replicate in the internship program in the future things that you learned from this summer 
Right. That, that's a great question, Maddie. There, there are a few things that, that pop to mind. Uh, one is continuing to experiment with actually structuring the time when the students have talk about, about, about important issues in the field. So, so again, in, in past summers that happens uh, in car rides or, or work on a shared project, but this summer we included shared readings that ev uh, all of the interns were doing each week and we gave them time to uh, reflect on the, these readings that, that, that they gave a little bit of background about the, the, the past, the present, and maybe reflecting on the possible future of museums in this country, particularly with a focus on ethics and equity. Uh, so, so the students, uh, had wonderful things to share in those discussions. And when we got feedback at the end of the program, they said, we'd like more time. And could you structure it even in, in a, a more deliberate way where we have uh, small group breakout sessions to, to first talk about that reading, and then we come together as a larger group. So I, th I think I'll try to infuse even more of that into an in-person session if, if we end, if we end uh, up uh, back in that position in the future. Uh, and it, it really gave us a lot to think about moving forward. It was so enriching to hear the, the viewpoints of, of 15 students instead of six and, and to hear uh, what, what they are passionate about in relation to museums and how museums connect to much bigger social issues today. Uh, so I think opening up that, that network and in a strange way I think even Zoom for some students it, it made that was our platform for connecting virtually uh, I think for some of them they were more comfortable expressing their voices over a digital platform uh, in a strange way that I didn't expect it took down certain barriers uh, that might have been in place when we were all in the same room so, so I want to be open to, to really embracing whatever the givens in the equation are moving forward. That's great Jason yeah and I know um I talked with you, one of the things that we were concerned about when we moved to the online format and these remote internships was what would be lost by not getting the experience of the workplace culture and all of the networking that happens when you're riding in an elevator or walking to a meeting or in the break room. So in the beginning of the summer, we piloted a mentorship program and each of the summer interns was matched with a staff member who is also a former intern, which was a nice connection to have. And we had a kickoff event at the beginning of the summer and then another meeting using Zoom, just like you did for your program as a midpoint check-in for all the mentors and the interns. And we received a lot of positive feedback from the mentors and the interns about the program. The mentors really just enjoyed getting to have the time with the interns. And, and hear from them and share their expertise, their knowledge about the gallery. And the interns really benefited in having um, all this shared knowledge and um, getting some information, behind the scenes information, and just good information about the culture of the workplace that they weren't able to get really another way this summer. And um, another thing, because I work in an art museum and I care about art, I didn't want the summer interns to miss out on the art, which is a really big thing. And it was something in thinking about how do we bring the art to the interns, make sure they're learning about the collection. We required all of the interns to research and give a talk about a work of art in the collection. So this is the first time we've done this. And I think we will try to do this in the future. We had them give 10 to 12 minute talks 
about a single work of art in the collection. And the interns were broken into trios. They worked in groups of three, and they were supported by a colleague of mine in uh, the, the education division at the gallery. So the interns were required to submit outlines and to deliver practice talks. They got feedback and um, were able to make improvements. And then the final presentations were a live Zoom presentation for staff and gallery volunteers. And these were really well attended. We were really happy. Some of the talks had as many as 50 or 60 people, and they were interactive. And the interns, I think, initially were a bit nervous about this experience, but having the chance to share their research and have the interaction with the audience is really positive. So I'm looking forward to trying to continue that and make that a tradition in the future too. That sounds fabulous. And, and as I said to the, the students in our program, uh, when they were giving uh, short presentations about museums, we asked them to uh, research different kinds of museums, uh, a specific example of an encyclopedic museum, a single artist museum, a single collector museum, etc. Think about the uh, history of that institution, its mission, its governance, uh, its collections, its programming, and what are some of the, the issues that it's facing today and possibly moving forward. As those students were doing that research, we hope that they learn not only about the, the broader um, array of options available to them for potential careers, but they were presenting on, on Zoom. And, and I had heard from students and from faculty members that in the spring, it was a let's figure this out moment. And we all did the best that we could, but, but I had a, just a little bit more breathing room for the summer to step back and think about how, how I could actually capitalize in this moment. And it's, I don't know, I can't predict the future, but it seems likely that, that no matter what that future holds, even if much of our lives do go back to face-to-face uh, -face interactions, there's probably going to be a fair amount of electronic uh, communication and presenting, and that that's really open, that that's lowered a lot of barriers to access and created a lot of greater equity that people can attend conferences, for instance, without having to uh, have the money for a plane ticket and registration and, and hotel, et cetera. So, so I think it was good that we could give our students and you could give your students that chance to present in a very different way. It may be a, a marketable, a marketable skill. And if I could, you know, build a little bit more on, on the, the point of, of equity, uh, th this I'm proud and also feel very fortunate <laughs> and, and privileged that that, that Middlebury has uh, generous donors and we are able to pay our interns and that's been the case for a while. But even so, this summer made me really step back and think, huh, perhaps I need to think about other barriers to access and the fact that uh, we made a program where students could be working other jobs or could be caring for their families or could be organizing and engaging in activism at the same time as having this experience or didn't have to have the cost of airfare to get home from college at the end of the semester and then back to Middlebury or find a way to stay throughout the, the interim. There was a really a lot that, that I, I want to keep sitting with, uh, how we can continue to give uh, the widest possible range of, of interested young people a foothold in this world. I think our field only gets better if, if, if we, we provide more opportunities and access. And then this made me think about how can we keep on that path. No, that's great, Jason. And I feel the same way in this summer. We had um, at least a couple people that were managing other part-time jobs. That w it was feasible to do that because they were not required to be in Washington, D.C. And we had at least one um, intern who is a mom with a young child, and there was no daycare this summer. So it was a challenge for her, but we were able to kind of work with that, and she did a terrific job. And 
um, it's great to be able to kind of manage that. And it's a good pool of candidates too. So I hope to keep that up in the future also. I know you had mentioned earlier, Jason, that you didn't expect Zoom to kind of um, work to your advantage in some ways, helping to lead discussions, which it's counterintuitive in some ways, but that's something you didn't expect. Are there other things about this online format that um, your interns um, were able to achieve things or, or successes occurred that you were not expecting? Uh, so, so Maddie, your question was other benefits. Okay. Uh, so another thing that, that, that proved to, to be uh, an unexpected benefit in my particular position is, is I work at an incredibly small museum in a rather rural state. Uh, and so as I want interns to meet, uh, and I mean this in every sense of the word, uh, the most diverse array of arts professionals possible, uh, I do have to realize that I'm limited by geography and the demographics of Vermont. And when we travel as much as we can from Vermont to New York City or to Boston each summer in a, in a traditional model, uh, but because we were doing everything remotely this summer, I could really uh, reach out to anyone who has an internet connection and have the time in their schedule to talk to our interns. So it was really, really exciting to be connect what to connect what turned out to be our, once again, in all senses of the word, uh, most diverse array of interns this particular summer with the uh, most diverse range of museum professionals. Uh, and so, so to have folks from all different kinds of, of backgrounds, uh, professional and personal, sharing their stories and letting our interns see that, yes, indeed, there is a seat at the table for everyone, uh, that was really wonderful uh, for, for me because I am quite limited being in a, in a rural area. No, that's, that's great. One thing that I wasn't expecting with this format is at the end of the summer, I felt like I really knew the interns each on a personal level, which is always one of the things that I look forward to when we're starting the summer internship program. And I really do feel that as hard as it was coping with Zoom and some of our other technology, it was great. And by the end, I really got to know these people as individuals, and I hope to keep in touch with them and see how their careers unfold. And it was lovely spending the summer online with them. The other thing that was really cool is uh, with this online format, that the interns told me they were included in more meetings. And I think that makes sense because it's easier to include a virtual intern in a Zoom meeting compared to an in-person meeting. Um, taking somebody into a room or into somebody's office is just, it's more noticeable. So what's one more tile on the screen in a Zoom call? Um, but I also give my colleagues credit and thanks for including the interns as much as possible. And I know a lot of the people at my museum really felt strongly about making sure that the interns had the best experience they could given the time that we're in. And that was great to see too. A lot of people um, were really aware and wanted to do right by the situation as best they could. 
That, that's a great point, Maddie. I'm glad you raised that. And if any of my colleagues do listen to this, I, I do want to thank them. Uh, it's one thing for, for me to say, let's try this, but this took buy-in from supervisors. Uh, so, so our registrar was, was so gracious in her willingness to try something different and new and um, a wonderful colleague who uh, focuses on events and programs and visitor services uh, in many ways was my co-pilot on this program. And, and she ended up taking on uh, interns on the visitor services project that I mentioned, in addition to helping me run the the broader project. So, uh, so grateful that everyone knew this benefit and didn't say, ah, let's take a summer off. In fact, they pushed themselves to, at the end of the day, I think do more work or at least a different kind of work, but it's gonna make us rethink that we what we do and, and I hope be better uh, moving forward as we think about helping to cultivate the next generation of museum professionals who uh, are interested in in the history of the field, but also its present and future, and how to move into that future with with an interest in ethics and, and equity. It's 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 a great privilege to to be in that position. No, that's great, and it's it's so true. Um, it was a great summer, but it took a lot of people and was a lot of work in a new way. So, Jason, as we kind of wrap up and and talk about the summer, and it was important to us both, I know to be thinking about th this year in particular, I think because of everything going on in our, in our communities, locally and nationally, but even globally, very important for us to be thinking about transferable skills so that we're actually training these interns for a museum career. But if they don't end up working in the museum field, they will have learned something and they'll be off and able to succeed in a whole variety of professions. So what are some of the skills that you feel like you were able to really impart on the interns that you worked with at Middlebury? Great question, Maddie. I, and again, our situations are a little bit different uh, because I do work with undergraduates we had one or two applicants who have absolutely sterling resumes already, uh, but other students who have worked in maybe one museum or haven't worked in any or are just trying things on. Uh, so for us, I was a little bit nervous at first. I thought, oh my goodness. And I imagine almost anyone listening to who, who chooses to listen to this podcast would have a sense of historically how challenging it is to uh, find gainful employment in the art world. And we all know how that's particularly difficult at the, this, this moment. Uh, so I wondered, can I bring a, a broad uh, cross-section, uh, a higher number of students into the, this field not knowing what jobs it might have in the future. And it was Middlebury's Careers and Internships Office that said, don't think of it as just a pipeline to museums. Those students who are on that path, you'll be uh, helping them move along that way and do it in a thoughtful uh, way uh, and, and be really well-informed professionals. But for other students, you might find that one or two who haven't thought about this career path, but, but really have found the, uh, the way to connect their, their, their academic and their personal and professional interests. And for others, as you've uh, suggested, Maddie, you're letting them sharpen skills that'll be applicable in so many different uh, venues. So, so I think for us, it was really a question of helping them think about time management and teamwork and creative problem solving and learning to hear a broad array of viewpoints and be able to articulate their own viewpoints within that, that diversity of opinions uh, and, and do all of that. It happened within the guise of museum work and some will stay on that path and others won't. Uh, so I'm really glad that, that colleagues pushed me to go ahead and, and, and actually for us increase 
uh, more than double the number of interns we accepted. I don't think they'll all go into the field, but any who choose to stay in the museum field, I, I hope will be really uh, positive, uh, productive members. No, I think that's great, Jason. I was really pleased to, and I feel like it was on my mind more this year than ever about these skills. And I think I did a better job in my explanation and directions being explicit about why we were asking them to do the public speaking and working with Zoom. And in the end, um, I don't think that they had come planning to learn how to do breakout rooms and the poll feature in Zoom, but they learned and they were able to make calls on teams and to send messages and um, all of that and how important email communication becomes when you're not seeing people on a regular basis in an office setting, how much clearer you need to be in your communication. Time management too for people, like, like we said, our programs are different. I was working with people who are, are well into their 20s but have been students for most of their adult lives. And um, in my check-in meetings, I would hear how time management is really challenging because it's hard. As students, they don't close their computer, but an internship is much more like a job. And I didn't want them working beyond five. I did not want them working on weekends. So having them learn how to to be at work during work hours and then turn off and have some quiet time. So those are skills that you need to learn. And I, I'm really pleased that I think some of them did have an awareness. Another thing which I, I mentioned to you in one of our calls was how I included a couple of sessions this summer on reflection for professional development. And I was worried that the interns weren't going to go along with me because it was a little out there. But the idea, I feel like, is, is important because um, taking time to reflect is almost in this environment like self-care to really think about the experience and for the interns to really think about their experiences this summer and to keep a journal and to even if they're, if they're comfortable with their art skills to do some sketching and to think through things and really give themselves some time and space to consider what is most meaningful and enjoyable about their work and what do they hope to pursue in the future and what might be the things that they aren't enjoying so much. And all of that is really important to be thinking about in um, this time while they're pursuing internships and discovering what they might like to do for their careers. That's that's so, so important. And I, this is the field I, I've spent essentially my entire professional uh, life in. So, so I might be missing what happens in other uh, sectors, but I, I think there's a balance and, and, and there are incredible rewards to work in this field, but, but there are great challenges. And so, so I hope that, that I could let students see both sides uh, as they're thinking about what comes next and understand that, that there can be great rewards, but there will be certain struggles and challenges and help them figure out their own balance, uh, particularly within the frame, within the lens, the framework of uh, museums. But I think there might be application in other sectors. Uh, there are going to be things that you will want to see change in museums and you're going to have to perhaps figure out uh, where is that change possible and when are you, are you pushing for it here and now and when are you playing a longer game and how are you uh, working with colleagues to make that change happen and when is it time uh, to 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 focus on a different aspect of the field and so I think that 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 really 
critical lens on, on how museums work probably has application to how um, many fields function. And I also thought, I was laughing to myself when you were talking about working on Zoom and how it can be challenging. We had some interesting hiccups in using the breakout rooms, people getting sent off into the wrong breakout room. and We had to bring them back. Uh. And early, actually before the program happened, my colleague Mickey, who helps me co-lead this program, my colleague Mickey and I were saying, we're going to model both professionalism and being human beings, but I don't know if we really believe we'd have a chance to the model the the imperfection uh, as much as we end up having that. So it was really great when, when situations forced us to, to model for these young adults who are so focused on um, earning their professional credentials and, and putting their best foot forward at all times to say, it's okay to make a mistake from time to time and laugh about it and it doesn't take away from your professionalism and what you can contribute. So, so to model um, both sides of that. And I think that has certain connections to what you were saying about when you're working hard, you're working hard, but it's okay to uh, stop and focus on, on your own life at other moments. No, that's great. Jason, it's been, it's been great to connect with you and share our experiences. I'm glad that we've had the chance to talk about this. And I, I definitely look forward to hearing how your project um, or your, your internship develop in the future too. Oh, Maddie, the same. I'm, I'm so glad you initiated this conversation. And I, too, uh, can't wait to keep talking about what you learned from the experience. And, you know, we haven't decided at Middlebury. I think much will be based on uh, public health and availability of vaccines, et cetera. But we haven't decided. Maybe we'll continue uh, this remote internship uh, regardless moving forward. Or maybe we'll look for some kind of a hybrid model where a larger cohort get professional development from anywhere in the world and a smaller cohort then continue the experience in person on campus for a few more weeks. We really haven't made that choice yet, but it's a surprising privilege to, to get to ask those questions. Exactly. We are in the planning stages as well. So it's, it's interesting to be able to take some time and reflect and, and plan. But after May, I don't know what our internships will look like. So it's all, it's all new. Indeed. Well, Thank you both so much. Uh, the conversation was so rich and so relevant. I know that it will be for our listeners too. Thanks, Thank you, Thank you so much.